raise it like a flood. The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against Him. I see the enemy coming in like a flood in our houses, in our churches, in our families. But what I don't see is the standard. People of God, where's the standard at? We're in a war, y'all. It's time to stand, y'all. The Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear, and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. The believer's position in grace. You know, it's good to know what your position is. And when we say the believer, we're talking about the born-again believer, the one who has put his trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because you have put your trust in Jesus Christ, you have a position in him. And that position needs to be understood. When we say the believer's position in grace, we are talking about an attribute of God, or a characteristic of God that caused us to be saved. It was his grace, not our goodness. So you being a born-again believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you have, a, you have received from the Lord a position, and every believer needs to know what their position is in the grace of God. It's very important. Understanding your position in the grace of God will cause you to be more confident as you go through life and as you trust and as you serve and as you worship the Lord Jesus Christ. Because I am sure that on our journey homeward and before we get to the other shore physically, a lot of us have got a lot more things that we're going to have to go through. But in the midst of your going through, Situations in life, you need to understand what your position is in grace. And as you approach life, being a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to turn to Philippians, the fourth chapter, and the 11th through the 13th verses. Philippians 4, 11 through 13. If you're there, say praise the, Lord. praise the Lord. Let's read. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am in this to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ 
who strengtheneth me. Notwithstanding, you have well done that you did share with my afflictions. Now, I want you to notice, I want to extract the word right quick for you to see. You see the word in the latter portion of the 11th verse of the just read scripture. You see that word state? You see the word state? Okay, now, hold on to it. Because you as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ need to understand what your state is. I'm not talking about whether you're from California or Arkansas, Louisiana, Texas, or Tennessee. That's not the state I'm talking about. So let me, let me sort of give you another scripture to parallel with this one and we'll come back and develop it. You're in Philippians. I want you to turn to the second chapter of Philippians and the 19th and 20th verses. Philippians 2, 19 and 20. But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy shortly unto you that I also may be of good comfort when I know your state. Underline that. For I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state. Your state. You as a believer need to understand the difference between your state and your standing. This is where the devil is getting in on a lot of you. When you understand what your state is, now when we talk about state, we're talking about your condition. Your condition. The things that you face in this world, they are seasonal, they are temporary, and they are subject to change. Your state is always changing. Your state is just like the weather. You feel good one day, you want to witness to everybody you see. The next day you feel like a dog going mad, you don't want to talk to anybody. You see what I'm saying? Uh, one day you, you, you're employed, the next day you're unemployed. Or you're, or you're moving between jobs, okay? Uh, you, you feel well in your body one day and before the sun go down, you, you've been attacked by the devil. I mean, your state is always subject to change. You know, I thought when I came to Jesus that I was never going to have any more problems. Fool. Dumb head. Talking about me now, okay? Because I didn't understand. I thought because I had run for refuge in Jesus Christ, that from this point on, man, all I had to do is sit back and just put it in cruise control and just let her run. But I found out that it does not work that way because your state always changes. People like you today, stab you in the back tomorrow. Your state changes. Do you understand? Now, your position as a believer in the body of the Lord Jesus Christ should be one of understanding what your state is, understanding what your condition is. Because each one of us, as we are individuals and yet collectively we are the body of Christ if we're born again, each one of us, are dealing with certain situations in our own lives. And your situation may not necessarily parallel with what my situation is. Are you listening? And, and my situation might not necessarily parallel with what your situation is or what your state may be. I, I may be facing death today, 
where you are facing health. You may be facing wealth where I might be facing poverty. God forbid, I ain't speaking that over, you understand. But your state changes. Church, hear this with all your heart today. Because some of you, when your state changes, you go crazy. You, you, you start blaming God. You say, the Lord let me down. The Lord didn't hear my prayer. That ain't true. It's just like the weather coming out of East Texas. You cannot stop the tornado. You cannot change the element. Now, if you've got great faith, you can. Just have at it. But all things being equal, the weather changes. Agreed? Agreed? The weather represents our state. It's always changing. People have been employed for years, and all of a sudden they, they come in the next day and they get a pink slip. Their state have just changed. Are we communicating? So your state, you need to understand as a believer, it's not that God does not hear and answer prayer. It's just that some things are going to happen, period. Some things we have control over, other things we do not. But in all things, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. But understand in the midst of your making your request, what your state is. And don't ever confuse your state with your standing. If you, you must understand very clearly, believers, if you're going to have longevity and go on with God, you must understand the difference between state and standing. State means condition of things, what you're facing. The situations that you're dealing with in your own life, that's the state of things. And it does not affect the standing. Whereas your state changes, your standing does not. You see? So when you talk about your standing, you must understand what your standing is. Now throw it out and we'll develop it later because we need to move through here. Your state is subject to change. That represents your condition, situations in your life. They're going to change. I don't care how much you love Jesus. I don't care how much you speak in other tongues. I don't care how much a word of knowledge you have, word of wisdom. I don't care whether or not you prophesy and walk on your eyelashes. It does not matter. You can pay tithes until you get blue in the face and get blessed all over. Your state is going to change. Are you listening? See, some of y'all used to run through a troop, jump over a wall, and, and tap dance in the middle of the floor. Now you have to take your time and watch where you step. Are you listening? Some of y'all got aches that were not there before. Amen? So your, your state changes. Now your standing does not change. Your standing does not change. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. He is a new creation. In Christ is your standing. That never changes. No matter what happened to you in this world, Jesus didn't move. Your position as a believer in this dispensation of grace, being born again by the Spirit of God, saved and redeemed by the grace of God, your standing is in Christ Jesus. You are in him. So it does not matter what the storms look like. You're in him. It does not matter how, how, how fierce the winds may blow or how storm clouds may assail you, come up on you all of a sudden. It does not matter. That's your state changing, but your standing remains constant. 
If any man be in Christ, he is in Christ. That is his standing. And that's unchangeable. Jesus said, no man is able to pluck you out of my father's hand. No man is able to pluck you out of my hand. Your standing in Christ doesn't change. You can lose everything you got, friend, but you still got Jesus. Uh, are you listening? That, that does not change. Whereas your state is subject to change. Are you listening? You see, some of you all got married forever and end up not being going through life together because something happened. The state changed. Uh, are you listening? But see, whether you accepted Jesus and got divorced 1,525 times or never got married, if you're born again, your standing in him doesn't change. Now, now, we need to understand that. And no matter how many times you blow it, your standing does not change. That never changes. Are you listening? That does not change. The devil can't change it. God the Father has already predetermined that he wouldn't change it. If you are in Christ, that's your standing. Doesn't matter what the weather does. That standing is unchangeable. Now you got it? Where your state changes. That's your condition and circumstances. That's your state. Your standing in Christ Jesus never changes. Now, we're going to move through here and develop it. Go back to Philippians, the fourth chapter. And we're going to take up at the 11th verse. The Apostle Paul says, and of course this is, he, he wrote this letter, and I'm, I want to take him in the 10th verse. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again, of which ye were also mindful, but you lacked opportunity. The Apostle had a need. The church wanted to help him. And they finally got a chance to help him and blessed him with some material and tangible things. And in verse 11, he says, not that I speak in respect to want, for I have learned. Glory be to Jesus. See, this is what we need to learn here. This is what you need to learn. This is the lesson today. If you don't get nothing else, you need to learn this. Paul says, for I have learned, say learned, in whatsoever state, whatsoever condition, Whatsoever the velocity of the winds that are blowing in my life are. Are you listening? Whatsoever state I am in this to be content. Paul says, look, I know in this world I'm going to go through some changes. But I'm not going to let those changes cause me to turn away from God. Because into each life some rain must fall. God will use it to water your life. Amen. So then I have learned in whatever state I am in this to be content. Why? Because the man said I'm going to wait till my change come. Huh? I'm not going to go off talking crazy, selling dope, trying to get a fast buck. I have learned. Now, I need to ask you a question. Have you learned? Are, 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 are you learning? Have you learned? Are you learning? Have you learned? We need to learn that our state is going to change. And ain't nothing you can do to stop it. But it's your attitude in your state. 
Paul says, I've learned to be content. Is that what he said, brother? I've learned to be content. Verse 12, I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Paul says, I know how to make it off a whole lot. And I know how to get to the Harlem house and get me one of them hot dog sandwiches. Are you listening? Paul says, I know how to abase and I know how to abound. He says, I know how to walk shoulder to shoulder with royalty and I know how to go down in Ledbetter Heights and have a Coca-Cola with the natives that live down there. Paul says, I know how to go to the Waldorf Astoria and walk in there like I own the place and I know how to live down and out when I ain't got a thing. He said, my state changed and I've learned that. <laughs> he said, I've learned that. I have learned that my state changed, but whatever state I'm in, I've learned that there will be content. I know how to both be abased and I know how to abound. Now, now watch this, watch this. Everywhere I go, Paul says, I can adjust. Huh? You know, some people can't sleep if they go to a hotel room and don't have a TV. <laughs> Paul said, look, man, I know how to go in there and go to sleep. I, 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 can, I can adjust. I can eat fish when I don't have hot sauce. Come on here now. Whatever state. I know how to abase and I know how to abound. See, I know, I know how to act when I got food running all out of the cupboard. And I know how to act when, when they're looking a little, a little, a little, a little thing. When I have to kind of just get some crackers, some, some, some wrist crackers and some Vienna sausage and, and, and a little bit of, of that cheese over there, that, that, that Lindbergh cheese. And I, I know... And I'm not too far removed from uh, uh, sardines. Paul said, now I know. You wasn't raised on strictly porterhouse steak. Come on now. You wasn't raised on porterhouse steak. And you know, I'm going to tell you something. The Lord has blessed me. I've been in a lot of places. I, boy, I've been up there where they, where they really live. I mean, really put on the dog. I mean, the dog all on them. And you know what I found out? That, that high price stuff that got that long name and that bill, big price out there, that stuff don't taste like nothing. <laughs> that stuff ain't worth the money you pay for. Somebody say, but give me some church's chicken and watch me go at it. <laughs> I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Paul says, when, when, when my needs ain't coming through like they need to be manifesting in my present state, he says, I've learned how to hang in there. I've learned how to wait. He says now, both to be hungry and uh, to suffer need. And then he, he, he quotes that, he, he writes that very famous passage of scripture that's often quoted by believers. He says, I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. Paul says, God 
got on himself in the person of the apostle Paul, got on his hands, or I can man. Amen. See, that's what God needs today, some I can men. Huh? I can do all things Amen. through Christ. When my bill money look a little funny, I, I know how to make it. I've not always been blessed to have what I had. You, you don't know where I came from. I came from Stoner Hill. You listening? Stoner Hill. Shotgun house, y'all. It wasn't too many years ago that I told you I was living in a duplex over there facing the railroad track. I could almost spit on the track out the front door. I'm not joking. The train came within 30 feet of the front door. Don't forget where the Lord brought you from. He told Israel, I am the Lord thy God that brought thee out of the land of Egypt. And God don't want to ever let us forget where he brought us from. So we need to learn how to have manners when we're sitting with kings and get on down when we're sitting with people that don't have nothing. Huh? We need to learn that. Got too many peacock strutting Christians around here. Got your feathers all, all ruffled up like you, like you own the place. You know. You don't even own yourself. Some of y'all didn't get your hair done, you wouldn't come to church. Child, you better throw a rag on and keep on stepping. Huh? You... You used to. Uh-huh. Some people have so bad it ought to be arrested. <laughs> I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Notwithstanding, you have well done that you did share with my affliction. This is what a lot of believers don't understand yet. That in this world there must come some afflictions. They got to come in order for you to grow. Some things are going to go wrong. All this word you're receiving, you better learn how to categorize it and pull inventory on it and you better learn where to put it. Because you're going to need it. Paul says, hey man, I saw Jesus on the Damascus Road and I had some affliction. I went into the Arabian Desert and, and, and I was there for three years and the Lord taught me. And I had some afflictions. I fought with beasts at Ephesus. I've been in the deep, I've been stoned, I've been whipped, I've been left for dead. Your state changes. No matter how sweet you are. No matter how peppermintary your, 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 your character may be, your state is going to change. But see, what God doesn't need, he doesn't need his people changing up on him when their state changes. Go to Ephesians chapter 1 and let's look at the third verse. Taking up with the third verse. We're talking about your state. It's important that you understand your state here. The believer's position in grace Understanding the state. The state 
is seasonal, it's temporary, it's subject to change. But in the midst of the state, you need to understand that troubles don't last always. Huh? They tell me there was a young man down south that was passing out Bible tracts to an old black man that couldn't read well. And this young man was erudite and scholarly and he was college trained and he passed this black man this, this booklet. And the man said, what is this? He said, this is a, this is a track. You call this a Bible track. And the man said, well, I can't read. He said, but what I do, I watch your track. Huh? Oh yeah, we quote this Bible. But let's, let's, let's look at some tracks. You see, people tracks change when they condition change. They go to the bottle. They go into some strange arms. They start doing things illegally to try to get over. See, when your state changes, you should remain constant. You should know how to make it in good weather and bad weather. It's too many fair weather Christians. You, you can tell them too because they always, oh, praise the Lord, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, when things are well. And when things ain't well, when they state change, they sit in church and they look like they've been weaned from vinegar juice. <laughs> They don't smile. They, 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 they don't do nothing. They don't praise the Lord. You know why? They don't feel like it. Huh? They, they, they don't feel like it. And, and you know when, when they sit there with that attitude, all this noise that the other saints are carrying on get on their last nerve. Huh? And they be wanting to say, shut up. Be quiet. See, because their state of change, now they want everybody to, to sit down in Morris Valley and, and to get uh, sackcloth and ashes and uh, weeping well. Ooh, 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 No, we are to praise God when the weather is good. We are to praise Him when it's bad. We are to praise Him whatever the situation. Now, when you understand that your state is gonna change, say gonna change. Some of y'all ain't said like you talking about. I ain't gonna speak that on myself. What? Well, don't speak it. I tell you right now. It's gonna Know Your Bible radio broadcast is now available as a podcast. You can listen to Know Your Bible through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Simply search for Know Your Bible or Bishop Caldwell in either app. Tap the subscribe button and Know Your Bible will come to you automatically each time an episode is posted. Enjoy! Now the question is... Wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. 
I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago and he answered me, came into my heart and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you say those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. Hello, this is Bishop Caldwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible... You pray for me and I'll be praying for you and guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. Now I see.